0: Coming up on this edition of The Table of Content, we are joined by Jessica McNulty, a writer for We Are One Body Audio Theater, as we talk to her about her script, her story, Smart City, which was turned into a live Zoom production. Stay tuned. That's coming up right here on The Table of Content. Thanks so much for joining us for the table of content. I am your host, Albert Sines, and we are very happy to have joining us Jessica McNulty, a writer for We Are One Body Audio Theatre. Jessica, thanks for joining us.
1: Oh, thank you for having me.
0: So, Jessica, uh, as I do with pretty much everyone that I get on the show, I like to give the listeners an opportunity to learn a little bit more about them. So I'm going to kick it off to you. And if you can just give me some of your background as, I guess, a creative person, a writer, let me know where it all started, how you got to where you are now.
1: Uh, Well, I have been writing forever, it seems. I got into writing camps in elementary Uh, I was in some uh, play camps where they let me write my own scripts for that. And then I went on to uh, go to high school at Lincoln Park Performing Arts Charter School in Midland, Pennsylvania, where I studied creative writing. And then I also went to college at Point Park University for creative writing. I've published a poem And I think one piece of creative nonfiction, I just graduated two years ago, and so I'm still seeking out my niche in the creative world.
0: You know, you use the word creative a lot. Creative writing, (laughs) creative this, creative that, but I'm... I'm happy to hear it. I I love the word creativity. I love creativity, and I love trying to have people inspire their creativity. And uh, it's funny you say that about school and how you went to specifically a school where you got to work on creative writing. Uh, I just listened to this TED Talk by Sir Ken Robinson, and he asks the question, uh, Are schools killing creativity? And there's this kind of resounding sort of, yes, that traditional schools are not allowing the creative mind of young people to sort of flourish. So I'm so excited that you actually kind of stuck with it. You pursued this, this dream and this desire of yours uh, for creative writing and that you're still seeking out your niche, that you haven't, you haven't settled, you know, two years out of college and you're still going. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I was very lucky in the opportunities I had to go to places that did nurture the creative spirit, not just in creative writing, but there were also acting programs that I was encouraged to join. So it was very much a community of creativity that definitely fostered that spirit.
0: So you said, though, that you're still trying to find your niche. What, uh, you have preferences for the niche you'd like to fall into?
1: I have a lot of things I want to do with my life, as a lot of young people do, but I, my particular genres are fantasy and science fiction. I would like to write novels in those eventually, but I'm also very attracted to the idea of script writing, not simply for um, live productions or film but also for video games.
0: Oh, that's an interesting one. I had never given thought really to writing a script for a video game. I just imagined kind of a lot of guys sitting behind computers (laughs) trying to, you know, put all the guns they can into one shot and (laughs) off you go. I didn't think about writing a script for a video game.
1: Yeah, there's more that goes into it than most people think, more than I certainly thought. I recently started playing more games Uh, One of my favorites is Fire Emblem because it does have that narrative element. There are certainly some, and they're enjoyable, that are just like, all right, let's just blow our enemies away. But there are a lot that do have a narrative storyline, and the choosing of that storyline, I think, is really what draws in a lot of players.
0: So would you say that the market we'll say for narrative storytelling in video games is uh growing
1: i do believe it's growing i think it especially is growing among the demographic of women particularly young women who are finding out that video games are not just for their little brothers Mm -hmm. and they want to try it out and i think um a lot of young people are going to be drawn to more narrative styles of storytelling and video games.
0: Sure, sure. I, I can see that. So it's more of a, it's almost like a movie experience when you're playing your game instead of just a game.
1: Yes, it's a little bit of an interactive movie where you get to decide, all right, well, I want this character to do that. And it's, it's cool.
0: Very, very interesting. So you're trying to find your niche. You're working on any number of things that you want to try to accomplish. You want to write a novel, you want to write a story, a fiction, a fantasy, a video game. But somehow, in the midst of you trying to find your niche, you find We Are One Body Audio Theater. How did that happen?
1: Uh, Actually, up until a year or so ago, I was very actively pursuing acting. And then a corona hit, and that kind of put a damper on that. But in the time I was pursuing acting, I was on set as an extra for a movie down in Pittsburgh where I uh, met John Lacheco's brother, who said, hey, my brother works at this audio theater in Latrobe. Trobe, he, and you're a writer because you talk a lot on set when there's nothing else to do. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I was like, all right, I have this story that I wrote for my senior portfolio, it could maybe be adapted. So I sent it in and they showed some interest and we adapted it together.
0: So you work with the writing team uh, at at Audio Theatre and then they pitched the idea to you to do sort of a live production. Is that how that happened?
1: It was originally meant to be part of the uh, general zero hour radio show. Okay. But um, it we took our time editing it to make sure it was perfect. And within that editing time, the coronavirus hit and they were like, we would like to get this out there. So we decided that a Zoom production would be the way to go.
0: Super. Well, I was given a copy of the script to look over, and I saw parts of the Zoom production. And it definitely was, just from reading the script through its entirety, it was a look at a potential future, it seems like. it. How did you come up with that story? You said it was for a senior thesis, but how did you come up with the story?
1: I came up with that story when... Um, My dad, who likes to clip articles out of the paper and give them to me so that I'm informed, laid one of those articles at the kitchen table and said, read it. And it was about a smart city where they were starting to have more automation to certain aspects of the city. There were more cameras that would show certain um, people like where um, uh, demographics would shop or where crime was more likely to take place based on certain elements. And so it was very much just a step before what I wrote in Smart City. And it was like, well, what if we took this a little farther? And what concerns would we have then?
0: So you adapt the story. You create this, this sort of entity that's trying to create these Smart Cities. You have Sarah who is sort of the investigator for, uh, what was it, for Horizon Developments? Is that what it was? Yes. So Sarah comes in to the smart city, and she's sort of paired up with Amy to sort of be her concierge and lead her through all the things. Um, that They obviously have a very unique relationship because in the beginning, you see Sarah and Amy really forming this very tight bond And then about, you know, midway through, sort of like the second act, you see, you know, Amy continuing about her path, and Sarah starting to get potentially weary. Then, of course, by the end, you have it sort of completely deteriorating. Is that, was that something that you were, to create that relationship and the dynamics? Was that, oh yeah, this makes sense? Or was that something from sort of personal experience? Or was that just what came to you in your creative mind?
1: That was a part of the original story that I really liked putting in there as a kind of juxtaposition between two people and how they approach this coming future. And it was very much like Amy is not worried at all and almost careless about it, while Sarah thinks more deeply on how this will have ramifications Their particular friendship I liked as a sort of uh, almost something that Sarah would lose also as she went on to pursue giving a negative report and saying that the smart city wasn't ready. So it was an extra level of something that she could lose while Amy was very much doing her job and her friendliness was on the border of insincere because she was trying to get something from Sarah.
0: So then we also have, we have Mr. Delavan, who's sort of in charge of the city. And he's this very kind of cool, collected, calm believer in the whole, you know, sort of mantra of technology and information. And he, you know, he comes across to me as one of those, I guess you see it in a lot of stories or a lot of movies. You have this very cool and collected, intelligent, very well mannered sort of fellow who is, yeah, you know, I'm actually a terrible person, but you, you don't get that from them. What was that? Was he a fun character to sort of create?
1: He was definitely one of the most fun characters to write for because I got to get out some of my, pessimism and dark thoughts about the future and how people are going to be complacent or companies will even use it to their own ends. So I got to say a lot of fun things through Delavan and I, I really did enjoy writing him. He, he, he was a good um, antagonist that if I do say so myself, (laughs) Um, but he he was fun because I don't think he was entirely the most gruesome type villain. More the villain that is almost right, but you don't want to admit
0: mm-hmm. it. Right. And I, I like the way you created him because Sarah sort of wants to, like you said, Sarah wants to sort of believe him and believe what's going on, but she just doesn't give in. And I appreciate Sarah sort of holding her ground. Now, of course, in the ending, you know, it still ends up happening, just like Mr. Delavan said it would. But Sarah, you know, Sarah has her her beliefs, she has her ethics, her morals, and she says, you know, no, I'm not going, you're not going to convince me, you're not going to bribe me, you're not going to buy me off, you know, I'm going to stand up against what I you know, what I don't believe in. So I, I I like that sort of introduction and how you sort of made the, the characters sort of play off each other. But in the end, Sarah, Sarah takes her stand.
1: Yeah, she does. I am a lot with Delavan and the city in general is that good and bad, yin and yang. And that's what I like to portray that everything isn't always totally good or totally bad it's really a choice about how much good outweighs the bad, and how much bad are you personally willing to put up with, and where do you have to draw the line?
0: Sure, sure, you know, and hopefully, hopefully, you know, we we all can make the choice for doing what is good and what is right and what is just in the end, uh, in the midst of temptation, uh, mm-hmm. and you know, it. He, you know, he 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 put a he he made a pretty good case you know for for sarah there in the end but she she didn't you know she didn't give in and uh so again i i think that's a realistic uh a realistic option that some people have they're sort of given this option of like well this could all be really good for me but the greater picture is not that good um so how was it for you because you were you were you, you took part in this production. You were the store employee, correct?
1: Yes, yes, I was.
0: So how was it for you to sort of be there in the midst of this live production and sort of be a part of your story as it's sort of unfolding live? Uh, was it Was it fun? Were you nervous? Was there sort of this like, yeah, this is great. What was it you, you were experiencing?
1: Uh, It's going to sound silly, but it was almost magical the first time that I saw the cast on Zoom and saw them doing what they could do. And it was like, wow, they really brought my characters to life. I was almost on the verge of tears. I was like, this is what I wanted from this. And I'm so glad that I was able to see it, see behind the scenes and it came alive.
0: <laughs> well, it 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 really did, and you know, everyone really kind of did their part. Even down to the the voices that they weren't necessarily live, but the re- recordings done for like the the taxis and the, mm-hmm. and the bike dispenser. You know, everything was so so well focused on trying to make your story really kind of just shine. And the sound effects guys, you know, working working hard with all their live sound effects. Uh I, I thought it was I thought it was really great. And I can imagine only imagine really for you how it was to sort of witness it firsthand.
1: Yeah, I'm astounded by what everyone was able to do in creating Smart City from just like a script I wrote. It was amazing.
0: So from senior thesis to live a virtual production, uh I think it was definitely a, a winner. And now you can sort of Tuck that into your uh, to your repertoire, into your into your reel, I guess, of things you've done. Mm-hmm. And so, what now? What uh, as far as audio theater? What would you like to sort of continue to do down the road with audio theater?
1: Uh, well, continuing with audio theater, I am probably going to look at some other writings or create some new scripts, um, original scripts. With that, and see what could be done with those. That would be um, a really interesting way to continue. I I wouldn't mind also participating more as voice or Zoom actor. That was a really unique experience that I enjoyed.
0: Well, I would like to say personally that I really hope that you do continue to provide your writing and your acting talents for audio theater. I think mm-hmm. that. The fact that they, you know, really enjoyed your script and worked with you to get it just right, I think that points to the skill and quality of your writings. So I I look forward to seeing what else you could do down the road. And I want to invite our listeners that if you want to hear Smart City or watch it, you could go to any of our media outlets You can visit our YouTube page or our Facebook page for We Are One Body Audio Theater, and you can watch this Smart City performance. And remember to keep an eye out for Jessica McNulty as she makes her appearance as the store employee. (laughs) Jessica, thanks a lot for taking some time to talk with us about Smart City, and uh, we're hoping to uh, be able to see what you have coming on down the road.
1: Uh, Thank you for having me, and I look forward to working with you all again.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, we've had Jessica McNulty joining us for the table of content. I hope you have enjoyed this episode, and I hope that you will tune us in again for the next TOC. Until then, be good, stay safe, peace.